Your urban international station from around the way. WFNK all day. Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. Spotify to qualify a spot on his side. I cannot modify, ratify. My mama made me apple pies, lullabies, and alibis. The book don't end with Malachi. Devil will win employee of the month by the dozen to one score in three years from the third when he doesn't. My village raised him a child, come through the crib and it's busting. You meet anyone from my city, they gon' say that we cousins. Shabak, Barack, edify. Electrify the enemy like Hedwig till he petrified.
petrified. Any petty Peter Petter group could get the pesticide. 79, 79. I don't believe in science. I believe in signs. Don't believe in signing. I see dollar signs. Color white, color crime. Good God, the gift of freedom. Hosanna Santa invoked and woke up slaves from Southampton to Chatham Manor. My dream girls behind me feel like I'm James Early. The type of worship make Jesus come back a day early. With the faith of a pumpkin, see size mustard seed here. For I will speak noble things as entrusted me. Only righteous, I might just shrug at the skullduggery. I couldn't stand to see another rapper lose custody. Exalt, exalt, glorify. Descend upon the earth with swords and fortify the borders where your shortest lies. I used to hide from God. Duck down in the slums like shh. I was lost in the jungle like Simba after the death of Mufasa. No hog, no meerkat. Hakuna Matata by day, but I spent my nighttime fighting with tears back. I prayed and prayed and left messages, but never got no hair back. Or so it seemed. A mustard seed was all I needed to sow a dream. I build the ark to gently, gently roll my boat down Noah's stream. Sometimes the path I took to reach my petty goals was so extreme. I was so far down in the mud, couldn't even let my light shine. It was always there when I needed to phone a friend or use a lifeline. From a lofty height, we wage war on the poltergeist with the exalted Christ. Spark the dark with a pulse of light Strike a corpse with a pulse of life I spit on the title of tidal waves I spit on the apple and kill a worm A fire in Cali and swallow a valley For every African village burn J-Elect would have never made it Oh, son of man, oh, son of man Who was the angel in revelations With a foot on water and a foot on land Who was the angel that rode a Harley From the project to the house of parliament And opened the book in the devil's chamber And put the true name of the Lord on it Old Jerusalem, New Jerusalem Come strike this beast with a ball of fire They poisoned the scriptures And gave us the pictures of false messiahs It was all a lie Mystery Babylon, tell down, Satan's establishment crumbling down. This is the year that I come for the crown. Bury my enemies under the ground.
help me say it. Say, oh, I love you. I love you. Say, oh, hey, say, I love you. Say, I love you. Say, oh. Out of your spirit, say, Oh, hey, so I love, I love, hey, hey. so everybody say, Hey, so everybody say.
like the show text us right now 610-314-4433 right now right now
Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome back to Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. As we move into the last couple of days of 2020, I just want to rejoice and give a resounding praise for all of us because we have made it. We have done it. Um, you know, it was looking it was looking rough in that final hour, but you know, God's grace is amazing. And I'm so happy that um, you know, we can kind of look back at this and, you know, prayerfully be positive about um, what 2020 has birthed out of us, what it's brought, um, what we have accomplished, the things that we have let go of, the boundaries that we have set. Um, I definitely think that, you know, just a little tweaking in our thinking can, um, you know, really have us looking back at 2020 as the the best year ever. Um, So tonight we are going to be doing um, a couple of winter 2020 style trends. So winter obviously is practically into January, February. So don't let the 2020 fool you because again, we are about done with the year. Uh, But we're going into a couple of winter 2020 style trends that are going to get you through the rest of the winter as it is finally here. We weren't, we weren't quite sure. Like for the past couple of winters, if anybody's in, you know, kind of the Northeast area, we've had, um, pretty, pretty mild winters like I know maybe about two years ago it was it was mostly rainy and last year we got a couple of you know smaller storms here and there like we you know a couple inches Uh, but it hasn't been anything crazy Uh, but we have had a couple of brittle nights and brittle mornings here um, this year Um, I'm also going to be talking about Tiana Taylor's Pretty Little Thing interview so last week Um, And this really is just kind of, it's exactly what I was talking about when I mentioned her in the first place. But she had recently took to Instagram to talk about how she was going to be walking away from, um, how she was going to be walking away from music. Um, Basically stating that she was going to be retiring. Um, She had kind of begged her music label to release her from her contract because she didn't feel like they were putting the same amount of effort into her um, career as some of the other artists who were, you know, um, on the same label. So she took to Instagram, spoke a little bit about that. And I want to say not even a few days later. And, and I'm telling you, this is, this is definitely a a testimony for, this is a, a lesson for some of us. And, um, you know, um, we just gotta, we, we gotta listen. We gotta listen to him sometimes. Not even a couple days later, she has been placed as a creative director for Pretty Little Thing. Not even a couple days later. Come on now. Come on. Um, so I'll definitely be talking about that and just what it, why it's really, really important to, um, you know, listen to when it's time to walk away from something that is lucrative, walk away from something that people on the outside look in and say, oh, that, that's a fantastic career. I want that. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's important. Um, I'm also going to be talking about four black teen entrepreneurs that are sharing their journey at the, um, Essence Entrepreneur Summit. Um, so just a little bit about their business um, ideas and the things they have going on. Um, 
I'm also going to be talking as we move into 2021 on, you know, something that we all try to do better at. Sometimes we falter, sometimes we fail, and sometimes we succeed. Um, so this is just, you know, to serve as kind of a resource for some of us who are still um, struggling. Um, I am going to be talking about some ways that you could save a little bit more um, and build an emergency fund in 2021. And I'm also going to be talking about um, someone named, uh, her name is Jasmine Murray. She is a PR person and she, um, is talking about the one mindset trick that she uses to save $1,500 a month. Um, so that's a big mood and I'm trying to get like her. Um, and I'm also going to be, um, covering a conversation that publicist Sakita Harley had, um, about stop playing small. And why we need to take up all of the space that we're in, stop, you know, playing coy, stop playing on our skills, stop downplaying ourselves um, and, you know, just making sure that we, you know, know what we are worth and know what exactly, you know, we should be handling, taking in um, and not doing for 2021. So we've got that and a couple more things coming up here on Faith and Fashion 360. Again, happy 2020. I hope that you are looking forward to 2021 um, and all of the fantastic things that are coming up. So get into some music and we will be right back.
We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. With endless options and styles to sort through when shopping online, it's easy to feel anxious and overwhelmed searching for the perfect additions to complete your winter wardrobe. What's very helpful when on the hunt for new things is knowing what you want and where to find it. While fashion is about comfort and versatility these days, stylish must-haves that can be mixed and matched for a well-balanced look is high on the list of priorities. So typically for winter, I say, um, you know, comfort is key because it's cold. You got, you know, some bulky items. You know, you have the coats, you have um, the boots and things like that that you wouldn't typically wear. Um, So layering is definitely essential to make sure that you are, um, you know, warm and dressed appropriately for the weather, um, but also making sure that some of those pieces are um, good to, you know, remove layers as you go through different temperatures. We go inside, it's 90 degrees, we go outside, well, 90 degrees. Listen, I like the heat on. I'm just saying, not everybody agrees because it's not the best for your skin, but I put extra oil on before I go to sleep. So it is what it is. Um, So for effortless style this winter, here's a couple of trends and a couple of pieces that will get you through the winter season. So first up, running shoes. Running shoes are slowly on the rise, taking over the coveted chunky dad sneaker we've grown so accustomed to when scrolling through our Instagram feed. So those chunky dad sneakers are hideous. I'm just saying. I don't like them. I don't. I don't like them. I don't feel like they are... 
I do. I feel like it's a, it's a trendy piece. Like, that's exactly what it is. Um, and if anybody's not sure what I'm talking about, I mean, like, those FUBU sneakers that come in a million and one different colors. And they almost got me for a second because I saw a pair. Um, if anybody follows me on Instagram, you know that I have been um, frequently patronizing a pair of Nike Air Maxes in there, this brilliant gold color. And they're the best thing that ever happened to me because I feel like I'm walking on clouds. But I really wanted a gold pair of sneakers. So I had seen the FUBUs in like this really nice metallic gold. And I was like, that's the one. Like, I'm going to get that. But they're just not like the structure. just weird. I don't know. It just makes your feet kind of look like clouds. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so running sne- sneakers are super casual and lightweight. Um, and active sneakers are perfect to transition from morning workout to afternoon errands with ease. You can pair these with leggings. You can pair them with chunky socks. You can pair them with sweaters um, for an effortlessly chic retroactive look and you guys know i am all into athleisure um so i literally i'll wear sneakers with a dress i i have like this chunky pair of converses they're not chunky they're just like a platform shoe i wear them with dresses all the time like it's just you know comfort with chic um next up colored leggings um every fall i'm just gonna tell you i stock up on leggings it just, it never fails. Now, for me, again, because, you know, just, just being transparent, because I'm a plus-size person, sometimes the inside of the legs don't really make it to the next year, but that's okay. They're pretty, um, you know, they're pretty, pretty light on the pockets as far as the cost. Um, so... It's definitely this year prioritizing more colors other than the black and the light gray. Um, You know, leggings are really good to keep it casual, mixing um, cold weather basics um, as comfort continues to be a major priority within our lives. So investing in quality leggings for full coverage and support in all the right areas will be your best purchase of the year. Um, So there's actually this black owned business that I've gotten high-waisted leggings from. Her name is Chris Cavallari and her brand is called Shop Icon. And she has very, very nice high-waisted leggings. Like they, I mean, like they're they're good. They they suck it all in. It's good stuff. It's very, very good stuff. And she has um a couple of different colors. Um next up, matching knits. So coordinates are my favorite thing to do right now um I got this um like sweatsuit situation from Target and it had the Kodak logo on it and it had so it had the Kodak logo on the um on the sweatshirt and on the sweatpants and it was it was fantastic matching sets have been in high demand since the beginning of the stay-at-home orders because people just want to be comfortable and you know Outside of the once in a while mandatory Zoom meetings, there's really no need for, you know, the where to work items right now and, you know, getting all dulled and jazzed up. And it's really refreshing to see cozy attire that makes us feel good um, and they look good, too. So these are something that you can pair with cozy slippers, some coffee for the morning, and they keep you warm so that people like me can turn the heat down whatever 
it's fine. Um, next up, puffer coats. My favorite throwback trend from the 90s. I talk about this all the time. History is just kind of repeating itself. Um, the puffer coat is a must-have for pretty much everyone. Um, it's comfortable, soft, and oversized, and it's the closest thing we'll get to staying in bed all day while we accomplish what needs to be done. Um, it's also perfect as an everyday coat, so you can make it high fashion um, with, you know, a dress. You can make it, you know, you can kind of cinch in the waist and, you know, um, create more of a silhouette with it. Um, but this is a really good everyday thing. Um, and one thing I'll say that a lot of the things on this list you probably already have in your closet. You just weren't using them because your life kind of required a different you. Like it required you to do something different. You were going to work. You kind of needed to wear a sweater. You needed to make sure that you had on um, a structured blouse and some slacks and some flats or what have you. But I mean, listen, we're in a different time. We're in a different place. So this is just kind of, it, it is what it is. Um, next up, active sets. Um, so active sets, again, you know, kind of parallel next to the matching knits. Um, active sets are really on the radar because they come in so many different styles and colors. Um, one thing that I like about actives now are that they really can transition you to where, like, I can, I'm just going to be honest, I've worn, like, workout leggings to work because of, like, the style of the knit, like, most of them have pockets now, like, it's lit, it's, it's fantastic, so with so many different styles and colors to shop, active sets are more stylish than ever before, so whether you're working out, um, or, you want to look like you were working out, um, top and bottom sets, you can put them together, you can separate them. They come. I'm, I'm, it's just. It's just all good. Um. Next up, chunky boots. We all have. We we all have a pair because again, if you are in the Northeast, you know that we need them to kind of navigate through this terrain. So we've all acquired our fair share of boots over the years, but of course, there's always room for one more. Platform soles not only elevate to new heights, but this trend also adds a high fashion element to a classic combat boot style. Um, so if you're looking to step your shoe game up, a chunky boot hits different. Um, and again, because these are things that are on trend, don't feel like you have to go to a name brand and, and do a Doc Martin or something like that. Um, Miss Lola has them. Go Jane has them. Fashion Nova has them. Pretty Little Thing has them. I'm sure Forever 21 has um, some semblance of that as well. And, and this, again, is something that you can do whatever you want with. Um, next up, vests. The chances of you already owning a vest may be slim in 2020, but I'm convinced that it's one of the best layering pieces. So this is one of those pieces that you definitely want to have on hand because um, it really kind of takes you through different um, temperatures throughout the season, different temperatures throughout the room, um, different temperatures in the car, or what have you. Um, so this is something you definitely want to add to your wardrobe, no matter your personal style. There's a lot of options from knit to leather on trend this time of the year and you can pair with weather appropriate bottoms and a long sleeve button up for um you know kind of a where to work look a where to church look or wherever it is you're going um last up we have long sleeve button downs 
White button downs are essential to every woman's wardrobe. Um, standing alone or the foundation of a layered look, this classic top is effortlessly stylish and versatile. Um, it can be styled numerous ways and paired with just about anything in your wardrobe. So, you know, I always say that um, certain things are just kind of neutral. Like, you know, I will stand on this hill that animal prints are neutrals. They are. All of them. Cheetah print, zebra little alligator, whatever it is. Um, but white button downs are definitely a, um, they're, they're a staple. You can go anywhere and do anything with a nice white button down. So make sure you check your closet, see if you have all of these. I'm sure you do. Um, so you're not going to have to break the bank at all, but these are the things that are going to get you through these next couple of months. They're going to get you through the winter and they're going to keep you comfortable and cozy. So again, thank God for COVID for keeping us inside, keeping us comfortable and keeping us fashionable. Um, so when we come back here at Faith and Fashion 360, I'm going to be talking about Miss Tiana Taylor, who was just recently named as the uh, creative director for Pretty Little Thing and this came on the heels of her stepping down um, or you know making an announcement regarding her retirement from music Um, so shouts to her you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360 get into some music and we'll be right back we got love 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 you better believe it we got in the carriage yet yeah. i got black love and marriage yet yeah. they gonna say you can't have it but i'm like don't kill the messenger we gonna break the stigma up hugs the boost turn the obamas it ain't about where you been where you from what you got is all about love self-love is the best love when you go take that wristband oh that petite party been over don't need makeup to dress you up I gave birth on the bathroom floor. Just me, Iman, and headphone calls. Don't let this life defeat you. I hope this message reach you. Throw your hands up. Play catch with the hundreds. Love is the new money. I'm just chilling with the homies. Home is where the heart is. Throw your hands up. Play catch with the hundreds. Love is the new money. I'm just chilling with the homies. Home is where the heart is.
bitch with the honey. Love is the new money. I'm just chilling with the homies. Home is where the heart is. Ah. Play catch with the honey. Love is the new money. I'm just chilling with the homies. Home is where the heart is. Ah. Above all, you keep your clarity, you keep your focus, you keep your sense of love, and you keep your sense of purpose. Those are, they're integral, you know, they're key. Happiness, you know, um, a lot of people define success differently. You know, for me, you can have everything, you can have all the money in the world. It's not enjoyable if it's not sustainable. If you can't be a person of integrity while having all these things, what does it matter? What does it mean? Your value is internal. Your value is internal. We got Listening to Jacinth Headlam, and I'm here on Faith and Fashion 360 with Brianna Ofosu. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Ofosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So, next up, Tiana Taylor speaks on her role as creative director for Pretty Little Thing. Um, I definitely, this, this is up with the fashion because it's Pretty Little Thing, and she was named as the creative director, but I think it really can serve as a moving mountain segment also because, again, recently she has had just um, taken to Instagram and um, kind of announced her retirement or just kind of taking a step back from her music career um, and just kind of stating different things and different concerns that she had um, and how she needed to kind of focus less on that particular area of her life um, for the sake of her mental health. So literally not even two days later, I'm telling you, like she she made that announcement. She posted those videos on Instagram. And then a couple days later, she, I saw this announcement. And I was just like, God, you you really you really show up. You definitely show up. Um, so she recently celebrated her own 30th birthday um, with an event sponsored by Generation Z fashion brand Pretty Little Thing. Um, she said that she's more than excited about her future as a creative and her tone implied that she's kicking things into high gear because she says 30 is when things get real. Her birthday celebration furthered the working relationship between the clothing company and Tiana Taylor. She's stepping into a year-long role as creative director at Pretty Little Thing. She says, I'm happy I get to come in and enhance. I'm always very hands-on in anything I'm involved in, and I always have so many ideas. She later called her appointment the perfect opportunity for both of us. Um, over the past 15 years, Tiana Taylor has been a force in fashion. Her ability to dominate runways and red carpets with ease has made her an inspiration across generations. Um, you know, one of the things that I like about Tiana Taylor's style, um, she kind of has like that androgynous style. And I think, you know, recently she's um, kind of veered to, um, you know, more 
a different kind of style or a different kind of aesthetic. But one of the things that I enjoyed, so when I say androgynous, that is kind of like unisex wear. So she wears a lot of sweatsuits. Like she wears a lot of things that don't necessarily have a, you know, male or female, um, you know, take to it. Like you, you wouldn't say, okay, um, like a dude could see what she's wearing and also see himself in that. Um, so I think that that definitely is not something that's easy to do. That's not something that, um, you, can can pull off effortlessly like her um rihanna also does that very well as well so in 2017 um she was selected to be the face of the pretty little thing in carl connie collaboration an ode to the fashion designer who was instrumental in bringing black style to the forefront now as she helps mold pretty little thing aesthetically she has her own mission in mind letting style be a light in the midst of a rough period globally She says, we're going to get into the next year with positive vibes, with hopes that we have a better year next year. She's getting off on the right foot and is starting 2021 with a collection of her own. Um, The forthcoming line includes denim jumpsuits, pops of neon, faux leather pieces. Yeah, she loves to wear leather. Um, Sweats and ribbed wool with a size range of 0 to 26 come through um, in in the U.S. and 4 to 30 in the U.K. It draws inspiration from Taylor's own bold style and is also a reflection of 90s hip hop and, a, uh, and an homage to some of the legends of soul and R&B. The brand added that the collection nods to women of history and owning your confidence and being proud of yourself as a woman. Um, when asked about the particulars that Tiana sees regarding the affiliation, um, she said, you can expect to see some really good stuff. She's bringing her authentic Harlem and hip hop flavor mixed with some black girl magic to the table. And I am excited. Um, listen, when I was talking about, you know, bringing some of your favorite brands to the table, this is what I was talking about. This is exactly what I was talking about. I think you are going to definitely now pretty little things is is super dope already. I I like that um the quality of their pieces is definitely something to write home about. Um but you know one of the things and they were one of the brands that I that I criticized um when everything was happening with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Maude Arbery Pretty Little Things was one of the brands that kind of jumped on the bandwagon of saying we support black people and we want to um, be more inclusive and we want to do a better job of, um, you know, doing better and, and being better. And they had posted this super tone deaf picture of uh, hands. It was it was just really it was just off color it was super off color i will post it um make sure you're following me at faith and fashion 360 the radio show um yeah like it was super off color it was definitely off-putting and it just felt like it just it just felt like a publicity stunt um so i can always appreciate a brand that can look back and say you know what we definitely can do better and we are actually going to do better so that's something that I'm super happy to see. Um, Tiana Taylor really is the epitome of black girl magic. She just, you know, had a baby and is looking fantastic and being fabulous. Um, and again, like she had spoken out about, you know, stepping back from her music career. And I think that when you see something like that, you, um, you know, you kind of wonder, 
because for somebody like on the outside looking in you're saying okay well she's got this fantastic music career um she's probably making lots of money doing you know traveling the world doing what she likes and you know things like that but you, you know for her it was not the ideal situation. It was not something that fulfilled her anymore and made her happy. So, um, you know, you look at a situation like that and she says she's stepping back and you're like, all right, that's going to be the last of her. She's not doing music anymore. She's retiring. So we're, you know, that's that. Um, but look at how fast he works. Look at how fast he says, I will reward you for listening to my voice. Um, sometimes we sit and we want to make certain decisions that are going to be like earth shattering to our world. We think like we think, OK, I'm going to move out of the country. I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to step down from this ministry. I'm going to stop being me like you know the things like that that we really feel like are going to do so much for our world and he's like if you just do this if you just heed my voice and if you just trust what I'm saying to you there's going to be something so much bigger on the other side you're going to forget about that small thing that you were so hard up to let go so let Tiana Taylor be uh to, to be a lesson to you because I mean that was that was such a quick turnaround. Like I saw it and I was like, hey, come on now, girl. Like I I really, really did rejoice for her because you could see her pain. You could see some of the concerns that she was having regarding putting her all into this career that she didn't feel like um you know, was fulfilling her any longer. So shouts to Tiana Taylor. I can't wait to see um the new aesthetic of Pretty Little Thing because I know. I know it's going to change. Um, so you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, I'm going to be talking about some next generation bosses for black teen entrepreneurs share their journeys. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get in some music and we'll be right back. from a brother cause I know he wants to do your will yes and I'm praying for my sister cause I know you want to set her free set her free set her free I'm praying for the body of Christ I know you're gonna have your way yes if you're listening and you're hurting real bad don't worry, I can hear him say, I'm praying for you. When I pray, things will change. Yes, I'm praying for you. When I pray, Sometimes it may be hard to do 
International station from around the way. WFNK all day. Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So inspiring women share about um, 2020 and what it taught them about gratitude. So as we wrap up the year, um, I know that for a lot of us, it has felt like... Um, a tough year it's felt like we have lost a lot um and some of us have and my prayers go out to everyone who has lost a friend or family member um and I think that you know one thing that 2020 has definitely done I was on a prayer call the other day and one of the 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 questions um was you know what has 2020 taught you and what have you taken from it And one of the things that I had said was um, it taught me a lot about boundaries and it also taught me a lot about what I thought was important. There really is not. There really does not make a drop in my day that I really could could do without. There have been moments in this quarantine. um, I mean, and on on top of the fact that I have a newborn baby, but um, sometimes I don't go outside for months. I mean, thank God for my husband. Like, he does a lot of the, like, the outside stuff because he still goes to work. But I haven't gone outside in months. And I don't miss it. I'm fine. It's cool. All of my things are here. Like, I like my house. Um, But, you know, a lot of the things that, that we thought were important, a lot of the things that we thought we could not do without, we have been successfully able to do without. Um, And we have had to get creative. And, and we've had to figure out how to continue with that social component of speaking to loved ones and being around loved ones. Um, And I know for a lot, um, the holidays are an especially tough time. Um, But I think, again, really just kind of pushing through those things that we feel like were integral to our space really allowed us, you know, space for other things that that make us a lot better and stronger. Um, so it's time for a little bit of self-reflection, contemplating the months that have just passed, positive and negative events that have occurred, what's gone well, what hasn't, as well as determining the actions that we can take with the intent to make our futures better. Um, so, you know, with surviving a pandemic, um, you know, aggravated racism on, you know, the, the list of 2020, um, I think that despite some of the terrible things that we had to go through, um, I feel a sense of gratitude for one being alive, um, still having a roof over my head despite um, significant income decrease. Um, so, you know, here are four women who um, talk about their resilience and talk about the, the hardest battles they fought this year, um, what the difficult times taught them about gratitude as well as what gratitude means for them. So Nikki Duncan, um, a graphic designer, creative director, blogger and tattoo shop owner. 
She said, when 2020 rolled around, I found myself in an uncomfortable place. While vision board parties and new year, new me talk surrounded me, I felt uninspired to plan anything. Buying a planner wasn't in my intentions, neither was setting any professional or personal goals. I felt lost about what I was doing and where I was going. The main obstacles I faced this year all revolved around my own need for personal and emotional growth. Confronting my own issues wasn't easy. I think it's fair to say that human beings have a hard time to admit that maybe the root of the problems they are facing in their lives actually lies within them. The process of holding myself accountable, dropping the excuses, and prioritizing my own journey was my biggest obstacle, but also my biggest reward. Um, It wasn't until mid-March that I became more intentional about setting some personal and professional goals for myself. I remember my wish to dive deeper into doing creative direction and graphic design for female-centric brands, and I acted on it. From there, the vision I had for my future became clearer, leading me to achieve major goals that were previously non-existent, such as creating and launching a physical planner plus a lifestyle brand focused on celebrating women in pursuit of self-improvement, self-love, and purpose. If I had to define gratitude, I would say it requires mindfulness, allowing yourself to pause from time to time and reflect on the journey. It's finding a balance between appreciating your growth, owning your past, and desiring to have more. One of the things that I have to say about this one is that um, I think that we have a tendency to try to force things out of ourselves that are not ripe yet that just are not there, that are not ready. Um, and we try to do those things prematurely. We try to do them um, in haste of, 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 you know, again, our preconceived timelines, what our flesh feels like everybody else is doing around us for, for envy, jealousy, ego, and, and what have you. And uh, a lot of those things you push out of you and they're not ready. They're not ready. They're not mature. You're, you're not ready to to handle them properly. You're not ready to care for them and nurture them in the way that they need to be nurtured. Um, you know, and I think that if we stop trying to, you know, control so much of our surroundings and really just do that work to say, um, you know, this is what I need for myself. Like she was talking about the accountability and just really understanding that a lot of the issues that I'm having right now are because, you know, I just... I'm not doing the work within myself to make sure that, you know, I am ready for whatever it is that needs to happen. Um, So next up, we have Akima Byfield. She's a healthcare operations manager. She said this year challenged my mentality on a level I didn't see coming and was not prepared for at all all. It took a toll on me as there were many crying and unhappy nights. All that I longed for financially happened and it turned out I was more unhappy than I was when I didn't have it. At the end of each year, I purchased a new journal to dedicate my thoughts and goals for the upcoming year. On December 31st, I spent an hour and a half before the new year to jot down any and all thoughts I would like to see um, come into fruition. In 2019, I envisioned many things scaling from mental, emotional, physical and materialistic means. I also prayed for a new position, which I was able to accomplish. Um, I've learned that although it may be easier to bask in the negativity, we should put work into finding the positive just so that we can be reminded that every L is not a loss. Quite the contrary, most of the time it's a lesson. 
that what is meant for us will be ours at the time that it is destined for us. To be happy with ourselves and our situation, we must appreciate ourselves and all that we've previously overcome. Telling you. I am telling you, let me, listen, a lot of the things that happen for us that we, again, like we look at as earth shattering, the betrayal, the breakup, the, you know, just, just different things um, that might happen to us as we were expecting a different outcome. Um, We needed that. That had to happen. Like one of the things that I say, and, and again, I will stand on this hill I think that I think that the pandemic had to happen. I think that, you know, forced quarantine really needed to happen, especially for for me myself personally. I cannot speak for anyone else, but for me personally, this was what I needed. I needed that to be able to buckle down and to really focus on the things that I want, you know, that I want to do these things that have been placed on my heart, but I really was not putting the work into them or the attention into them that I needed. I needed this in order to be able to create boundaries and have a couple of very painful breakups with, you know, different people in my environment. But I needed this to be able to do that because if I didn't have it, if I didn't have the quarantine to say, listen, I can't, you know, I can't do this. I can't come around. I would continue to do that. I would continue to be unhappy. I will continue to break myself down day after day for people that um, were not interested in pouring into me the same way I poured into them and spent time for them. So sometimes we're kind of forced into a situation that betters us and, you know, we have to really kind of look at that and, and not look at it, everything as a loss. Um, it's just, it's necessary. Robin Allison Davis, I'm a producer for documentaries and multimedia. What has this year taught me about gratitude? Well, I've learned that if we take the time to look around, we can see that no matter where we find ourselves in life, beauty still surrounds us and small wins do matter. I began my year undergoing my last reconstructive surgery after a year and a half battle with breast cancer. I didn't have too many goals for 2020, to be honest. My main plan was to get back on my feet after a trying and difficult two years. However, life threw me a curveball during the summer. To be honest, I believe nothing could be as bad as what I already went through. Um, Shortly after my surgery, France went into its first round of lockdown due to COVID-19. Knowing that I was vulnerable because of my medical history, I strictly adhered to the rules and never left my small studio apartment for the entire eight weeks during which we were required to stay home. It was a joy to be healthy and have my own space to keep myself safe. But when I visited my doctors for my follow-up appointments after they lifted the lockdowns, after multiple tests, I was told that my cancer returned more aggressively. I'm currently going through chemotherapy, um, not quite the end of the year I had imagined. Um, Mentally and emotionally, I felt broken. Um, With all that being said, even with everything that's happened this year in the world and to me personally, I'm not willing to say that 2020 is the worst year ever. It's not an answer you would expect from someone going through cancer treatment, but what I'm most grateful for are my health and my body. I've gone through multiple surgeries, rounds of chemo, but I'm still here. My body is still fighting, and in most moments, I feel completely fine. I made the conscious effort to not hate my body for my situation, but to encourage it to continue the fight. And sometimes that's all you can do is just continue the fight. I think, um, you know, I had gone through a couple of things throughout 
the year. And, you know, again, just to be transparent, I found myself crying a lot. Like I found myself crying a lot. And and the one person I do talk to is my sister. And, you know, one of the things she said to me, which at the time I rolled my eyes at, but like, she was like, you just got to toughen up and take this for what it is. You got to toughen up. And that probably was one of the last tears I shed. Unless I'm watching something on TV that's extra sappy. But, you know, um, it's not that the attacks don't continue to come. But what I found was, listen, I got on the the full army, the the full armor of the Lord, and there's nothing that can touch me at this moment. And I'm going to be good. Um, Last up, Chantel King, a content creator. She said, from the beginning, 2020 was getting the best of me and weighing me down, both on a mental and emotional level. It felt as though everything that I worked for was being taken away from me one by one. First, it was my 10-year relationship. Although the breakup occurred a few months before we entered this new decade, I was still trying to find my way back to myself and heal my heart when the year started. Then during the summer, there was one week that completely knocked me out. Uh, My best friend and I parted ways because of a meaningless argument. My other best friend, uh, my dog, passed away the next day and the day after I got laid off from my nine to five, which left me with a brand new car note to pay off with zero income. And did I mention that not even a month after getting my brand new car, I got into a car accident that could have easily taken my life. Until recently, that's what 2020 consisted of for me. Falling into depression, not having much to brag about, whereas I pictured myself engaged, moved out with a new car, and working my dream career by this time. But I had nothing, and yet I was still being grateful. Gratitude plays a huge role in my life. It's what keeps me motivated. Not long ago, I started a concept called 365 Days of Gratitude. Every day, I make a list of things I'm grateful for to help me get through my darkest days. Doing this taught me to find the simplest blessings in my daily life. The proof is when I got laid off, I took advantage of my free time to hone my creative skills, which include writing all while networking during social events. That later led to me to land a social media manager gig with a renowned brand. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would be in the position I am today. By pushing through, by changing your perspective, learning to accept and letting go of things you cannot control. That's how you create and maintain a state of gratitude instead of saying, I wish I could stay in bed when your alarm goes off in the morning. Say, I am so thankful to see another day. So if that is not your motivation to just find the little things in 2020 that went fantastic for you, that business you started, that book you wrote, um, that that relationship that you rekindled because neither one of you had anything else to do, um, that new skill that you found, um, you know, rebuilding relationships within your home with the people around you because you were using less screen time, you had more time to be home, it is well. It is well, and I encourage you to, you know, just really kind of look back at all the fantastic things that happened in 2020 and don't look at it as a loss um, because it just really, I think it really just kind of changed our thinking on, you know, what we thought was, again, important. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, I'm going to be giving some money tips for the new year, um, a few ways to reduce debt and build an emergency fund in 2021, just in time for the new year. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. 
This is DJ Keith Bowen, and you're listening to WFNK Radio. Writing to Santa Claus this year, telling him there's no need to stop here. Cause I've got you, babe, and you're all that I want. Don't need no elf up on a shelf, keep my eyes on you all by myself. And that's how I like it, baby. I never dreamed that I would find someone to make me feel this way. Waking up to you is like Christmas every day. It's always Christmas, everywhere you are. You make my heart sing. You are a shining star. I'm singing Let's deck the halls and trim the trees. We'll share some laughs, make memories. Your love is all I need. Sitting at home all alone, you and me. There's no place I'd rather be uh, than with the one who completes. I never dreamed that I would find someone to make me feel this way. Waking up to use like Christmas every day. It's always Christmas everywhere you are. Everywhere you, you are. Make my heart you make my heart sing. sing. You are a shining star. Oh yeah. All I want for oh. Christmas is to be where you I never dreamed that I would find someone to make me feel this way. Waking up to use like Christmas every day. Every day. It's always Christmas. Everywhere you are. Everywhere you are. You are a shining star. Singing love. Christmas. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So founder and CEO of Milan 360 Strategies, a public relations and event management agency, um, Jasmine Murray is setting the bar for millennial women as a boss in the communications industry, all while having a complete handle on her finances. Um, like most of us, Uber Eats and DoorDash get tempting, but she has a re- to rely on her all-time favorite money mantra to keep her pockets in check. I have food at home. She said, this sounds so crazy, but I, sent, I spend so much money eating out, especially during the summers. Um, so she, you know, kind of did an interview about her budgeting plans, um, and what her ideal retirement was. She spoke about 
uh, spending um, plans and budget savings that she has. And I thought that it was all very, very interesting. Um, So she spoke about the lowest that she's ever felt financially and how she was able to overcome it. Um, One of the things that she said was, um, oddly enough, the lowest my finances have ever been is actually when I had the most clients on my roster. I was managing my money completely wrong. So even though I was clearing close to 10,000 a month, I was spending the most, the, the money quicker than my invoices were being cleared. So I was never able to save the way I should have. I overcame this by just confronting the issue head on and making some major life adjustments. I became so frugal with my spending because I really enjoy seeing money in my account and living worry free. Um, she also spoke about um, whether or not she considered herself a spender or a saver. At this point, I could consider myself to be a saver. There's so many bigger plans that I have for my future self, so I sacrifice a lot of casual luxuries so that I can better prepare for the life I want to live long term. I train myself to save money by having multiple accounts. Some I never touch, some are for casual spending, some are only for paying bills. But when I separate my money, it's actually easier for me to see what I have and therefore know how to spend it. I trained myself to um, save at least $1,500 a month that I place in an account that I never touch. I then separate the leftover profits into different accounts. She also spoke about saving goals and what her retirement looks like. She said, my biggest goal is to make sure that I'm always comfortable. So whatever that means in dollars will always be okay for me as long as me and my family are provided for. For me, retirement looks like a four to five bedroom house paid off, no ongoing bills and enough money in the bank to get me through life as well as get my kids through college. She says the bulk of her money comes from servicing clients, but I've also been able to create multiple streams by offering ebooks and pop-up classes slash events. It's a good feeling knowing that I can always offer something to bring in a couple extra dollars if need be. Creating multiple streams of income has shown me that I can create something tangible that will provide a profit for me. Because my industry is service-based, it's difficult to offer something tangible, but I found something that works for me. She also spoke about um, unhealthy money habits and changing her mindset. My unhealthy mindset with money was that it'll come back so it's not a big deal for me to spend it now. While this is true, money does come back, I can save so much more if I am not so frivolous with my spending. I also had to get out of the habit of trying to help everyone. I was raised to have a big heart, but a lot of the people I've helped probably wouldn't do the same for me. Um, very, very true. Um, she also spoke about the importance of investment on budgeting must-haves. So one of the budgeting must-haves that she spoke about um, were you know, just making sure that her home decor was was good. So she spoke a lot about kitchen appliances, which we don't think about. But if you really think about it like that, let me tell you something. I got a Keurig when I, first of all, I've been married now for two years, a little over two years now. And when we first got our Keurig, I didn't use it. Like it was cute. It's nice. It's red. It's like one of those mini ones. When I tell you the amount of mileage that I'm getting out of my Keurig right now, 
Because you get those. It doesn't have to be contrary to popular belief. It's not just coffee. You don't just do like it's not just, you know, a cup of coffee. You could do tea. You could do hot cocoa. You can just boil the water. Like you literally could use it for so many things that are hot. Um, And I... I didn't realize it because I, I used to spend a lot of money on like iced and hot coffees and it's really unnecessary. I could just get all of that stuff from the grocery store, um, make it myself. It's a little bit healthier because I know how much sugar and, you know, what have you I'm putting in there. Um, so kitchen appliances are actually ways to, to, to save on things. Like you get all of the, you get all of the cool gadgets and you invest in, in some of those things. Like we have a rice cooker that my husband, ran into the ground poor jesus um but you know just those little things that for for meals that are your favorites for meals that you want for things that you want to um to eat and things that you want to do that you don't need to go out for so i think that that's a super cool tip too so um I think that we can all, again, just kind of take some time to take stock of what is important, things that we need to take away, especially, you know, as we kind of continue on in this pandemic. I know we're moving into a new year, but, you know, as far as us staying at home and not going out and stuff like that, not much has changed. Not much is going to change as far as um, you know, being able to do the things that we want to do. So we have to get creative and make sure that we are kind of setting ourselves up to be in this for for the long haul. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, publicist Sakita Holly wants you to stop playing small. Um, and this is a conversation that I've had to have with myself a lot. Um, you know, as I am in a lot of different industries, I have my hands in a lot of different things. A lot of people do not know that about me. You look at me, you you see me, and it, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, you dress so cute, you're fabulous. And, um, you know, I think one of the struggles that I have as a Christian is that you feel like, you know, I, I, I don't want to talk about all the different things that I have going on because it feels braggadocious. It feels like you're not practicing humility and things like that. Um, but the Bible says a lot about us being successful and being huge and being exactly in his image and, and having more and still getting our coins and, and being exactly who it is that he formed and fashioned us to be. So for us to play small and not to, um, you know, speak to our gifts and talents and things, we actually are doing a disservice to the kingdom. So that's something that I've had to, um, you know, kind of grapple with over the years. Um, so I definitely wanted to talk about this and, um, you know, just give you some advice on what she says about really spilling, um, you know, filling up the spaces that you are in. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook. Get into some music and we'll be right back. And my God, come through like 
Here at Faith and Fashion 360, this is your host Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Um, so as career women, as mothers, um, we often don't realize how often we put ourselves um in positions to be our own worst enemy. Um, the longtime um, House of Success PR founder Sakita Holly, um, she has a podcast called hashtags and stilettos and on that um she you know was talking about how we have to stop playing small and what us doing that has um the the effect that it has on black women as individuals as well as a collective according to sakita playing small can manifest itself in a variety of ways she notes it's any time that you deny the full scope of your ability or when you try to shrink yourself it could even be in a physical sense such as when you try to sit in the back of a room i used to do that all the time you always downplay you self-deprecate make jokes and belittle yourself for any reason 
Um, Sakita shared tips for combating playing small, how it affects our finances, and why we as Black women need to come together and demand what we're worth. No matter what stage of the career journey you're on, Sakita's advice will help you get started towards showing up and showing out when it comes to your accomplishments and abilities. Um, and this was something that um, I kind of alluded to last week when I was talking about Tiffany Haddish. Um, if anybody, you know, was not with me, I was talking about the offer that she received from the Academy to host a pre-show for the Grammys. Pretty cool gig, right? Except they didn't want to offer her any money. They didn't want to offer her any money. They weren't fixing her hair. They weren't doing her makeup. They were not offering wardrobe. It was just a big fat zero. And she is Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Like I said, I don't think she's funny, but she's Tiffany Haddish. Like we know who Tiffany Haddish is, despite what anybody feels about her. So to look at somebody like that and be like, yeah, we want you to do this really huge thing. I'm not going to offer you anything. Just disrespectful. Um, so the reason why she wanted to talk about, um, playing small was she said that there are so many people who suffer from it and downplay their abilities, the work they can do and what they've earned in life. There are so many ways that you can dim your own light. Playing small is impacting our businesses, career, and how truly full of a life we can live. We live in a society right now that due to social media, if you don't post, it didn't really happen. If we want to get an idea of who people are, the first place we go to look is their social media. If you're playing small or not showing all of your greatness, what we do share becomes what we see. It also becomes a story that we tell ourselves about that person. While we can't control other people's perception of us or what they see, we are in control of how we present ourselves. That's something we need to pay attention to. Um, when asked how playing small um, costs you money or opportunities, she says, I'm a low-key and private person. I don't crave the spotlight at all. But in public relations and having your own business, you constantly need to or should be on the scene. People should see you or know what you're doing. You should talk about your work. For a long time, I have not done that. Um, for other people as well, when you don't put your name in the running for things, you're playing small. When you know you'd be perfect for a role or for a project and you don't raise your hand, you're playing small. She provided some practical ways that we can stop playing small and start putting ourselves out there for more opportunities. Number one, to play big, disconnect from the fear or self-doubt in your mind. If you see something that you want to go for that sparks something within you, go for it before you start thinking about it. Number two, have people around you that can hold you accountable and push you in that direction so that you're not second-guessing yourself or being too afraid to pursue things or apply for things. Number three, we get caught up in rejection committee thinking. A lot of times we assess a situation and think we're so smart. We think we're being logical and list all the reasons why someone might tell us no. If someone wants to tell you no, they don't need your help to do it. They don't need you to list the reasons to not hire or to give you a promotion. Number four, focus on the reasons why you are a great fit. That's what you need to be trying to leverage when you put yourself out there. Number five, leave it to chance. When you put yourself out there, there's a 50-50 chance that it can work out or a chance that it won't. As long as you're not going to die, those odds are fine. And number six, 
Play big at every single stage of your career journey or business journey. Even if you're starting out, you're still good at something, even if it's just one thing. Put yourself out there to do more of that thing or for more opportunities that will get you more experience or visibility with the right people that can change the game for your career. Um, As black women, how does demanding what we're worth affect the larger community? We're working harder than anyone else. We work more than anyone else. Oftentimes, we are struggling more than anyone else, even with the amount of excellence that we put forth. We're always getting the short end of the stick. By evening the playing field and earning what we're worth, that will help the people coming up behind us. The people next to us will also be able to get what they are worth. The more we're doing this as a collective in our own little lanes and lives, we help everyone else. If I'm getting what I'm worth, then I'm now in a position to provide opportunities for someone else. I'm now in a position to share resources that I may not have had before. Imagine all of us being in a position to help one another. It grows from there. When we're barely getting by ourselves and still doing excellent work, we can barely help ourselves. How can we help someone else? Um, So I think that this um, was definitely an important conversation to have because... um, Especially that last part where she was kind of talking about helping the people that come before us, helping the people um, that come after us, because I really feel like, especially for black women, it really kind of is about shifting our thinking, shifting our narrative and, and breaking those generational curses, breaking those things that we have long thought we are worth and able to get out of different spaces in our lives, whether that's a job, whether that's at the grocery store, like, you know, just different things that we do to shrink ourselves. The medical field has, has been something that's been huge for me for the past year or so. Um, it's just very important for us to always be mindful of who is watching our actions because that is going to then guide their actions, right? That's going to give them the confidence to be like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can advocate for myself more. I can, I can ask for more money. I can leverage my skills and talent, um, and really look at this as a skill and talent to make sure that, you know, the person after me knows that they are worth that also. I think that that is super important for us to make sure that we are doing for generations to come to just kind of break those generational curses and just remind yourself always that you are, you are it. You are all that. You're a bag of chips. Like you are doing the thing. Um, So I will post that article for you to continue to read. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show. Last up, when we come back, I'll be talking about Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, She and uh, Representative Ayanna Presley, who has been, you know, very vocal about, um, you know, hair. She actually went through a bout with alopecia and, um, you know, one of the things that really caught my eye about Ayanna Presley was that she took, you know, like her headshot fully bald. Like she had no hair. It was something that you typically do not see, see especially in a representative and things like that. And, um, you know, she's definitely been at the forefront for making sure that um, hair discrimination is something that we talk about and, and change the waves of. So when we come back, I'll be ending off the show with a Moving Mountains moment between the two of them on how we can end hair discrimination. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, 
time has come Still my soul will sing your praise This is Jazzy, and you're tuned in to WFNK Radio. Next is Sunday Night Mix Show, then Sunday Soul Food, and don't forget Late Night Journey. Hi, I'm DJ3W, the Water Walking Warrior, and I'm the host of the Kingdom Minded Show that airs right here on WFNK Radio every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to invite you to check out my show, The Kingdom Minded Show, where you'll hear Christian hip-hop and rhythm and praise with a hint of reggae that will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to be more kingdom-minded. It's WFNK all day. Could I buy it for a good price? Yo, will you download it? Throw me that website. And how much time before? And the Xbox. Yo, when I got it, could I drop it off to somebody without? And if I don't got it, could I find it in somebody else? Help me out. How I even use it? Does it have to choose me or do I choose it? Was I born with it? Is it lying dormant inside every mortal man's timeline beforehand? Is it important whether you're a rich or a poor man to even afford to say it's yours? Is it A, something that's contagious through a hug or B, something game would you just say it out of love or C? It's great to me, please take me to the plug. He's all of the above, the byproduct of God. What you call? I'm happy. You shine up life on me. 
like George. It is yours, entrepreneurs to the unemployed. This word never returns, null and void. So with the joy of the Lord is my strength. I can fish the word. Dropping on something if I can't show it. Get a paint show up. Ain't playing. Game over. We stay sober. It's halos and hangover to a chain smoker. You are the light. A walking flamethrower. Well, wait. Hold up. Hope you ain't waiting for a mate to show up before you can get a taste of it. That place coming. Put your faith in no one if you ain't got enough in your own space. Then get the brakes on it. Keep it a big face running with yourself, homie. This is different between being alone and being lonely. My God is with me. Who be against me? No one could trap me. You could attack me, but not exactly. My God is back me, so. You sent a blood for me. Fashion 360. I pray that you've enjoyed the show for tonight. Last up, my Moving Mountain segment. That is just my reminder for you that it is going to be okay. It is just a sprinkle of good news throughout the week. Somebody doing something monumental within their space for their community and for people that look like them. Um, tonight, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and Representative Ayanna Presley um, speak about ending hair discrimination. Um, the ladies sound off in a powerful discussion led by Color of Change. Um, Color of Change debuted a powerful panel title inheritance supporting hair love and small black beauty businesses 
The discussion, powered by Dove, National Urban League, and Western Center on Law and Poverty, surrounded a conversation on hair discrimination and the importance of black businesses, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Black hair has been at the center of economic, political, and cultural revolutions, said Tracy Ellis Ross. We think of maps to freedom hidden on our braids, Angela Davis and her afro as a symbol of pride and resistance, Frederick Douglass's hair as an expression of prosperity and perseverance against all odds. Hairstyle discrimination is an economic issue and a civil rights issue. Grooming policies are arbitrarily enforced and prevent access to academic and economic opportunities for the Black community. The Crown Act is an essential policy safeguarding the existence, dignity, and humanity of Black people. For anyone who's not familiar with what the Crown Act is, um, it basically uh, codifies non-discrimination protection so that employers cannot discriminate based on ethnic hairstyles. So that's cornrows, you know, dreads, box braids, things like that that are typically worn um, within our communities. And Congresswoman Ayanna Presley shared those sentiments. Every black woman person, every black person has a story of racial uh, discrimination and hair discrimination has been a part of our experience as black people for far too long. It's not just about the impact on self-esteem or how it undermines ethnic pride. Hair discrimination can affect black people's ability to learn and as a consequence, our economic status. Um, the Crown Act is a civil rights legislation that grants us our rightful selfhood. Um, so, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross has also been somebody that really is at the forefront of, you know, making sure that these, um, you know, small things that kind of become big conversations are not things that um, will put us in a place where we, again, are not able to succeed because we know that there are so many things about our culture that, although idolized, um, are not widely accepted um, you know, for everyone to see. Um, so shouts to both of those ladies for continuing to have that conversation. Continue to be you. Continue to prosper. Again, we've got a couple days left. And if you feel like um, throughout the year of 2020, you have just been taking hit after hit, I encourage you to really analyze that. Look at what the year has truly been for you and write down 10 positive things that have happened. I'm sure once you start, like you're going to keep going and you're going to get to 20, 30, maybe 40. Um, and I just encourage you to really shift that thinking, um, shift your focus and really look to 2021 to um, take the struggles of 2020 to elevate you further. Um, thank you for joining me here at Faith and Fashion 360. Thank you for joining me week after week. And I pray that you come back here next week, same time, same place. Make sure you stick around for the rest of our Sunday night lineup. And I will see you next year. Happy Sunday and good night. Ooh.
think we really say enough Why is it so hard to keep in touch When we're laying right next to each other, baby We shouldn't be in and think so much Overthinking, understanding Don't let a feeling change it up I wanna spend my nights with you My life with you, oh baby, baby